0: Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, your host for this podcast series. This project is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, along with the support of numerous stakeholders throughout the region. In this edition of Transformation, we're hearing from a familiar voice to our listeners. Randy Koonen is a longtime farm broadcaster at the Red River Farm Network, Before joining the ranks of media, Randy farmed in the Clara City, Minnesota area. We certainly know there are a lot of challenges in farming today, but many of us went through a very similar situation back in the 1980s. Randy, enlighten us. What's your story? What did you go through? Well, actually, I started farming while I was still in high school,
1: uh, late 70s, and just with a few acres here and there. Then as I went out through VOTEC into a farm management uh, program, uh, increased acreage size. Uh, So I really got started right during that tough time in the 80s and went through that whole thing and just kind of never really got ahead of the eight ball. It seemed like we were always struggling, just trying to make ends meet that whole time. And then uh, uh, one, once things start com- uh, compounding, it uh, it's tough to to catch back up. Um. We raised uh, corn, soybean, sugar beets, a little bit of wheat once in a while. Uh, This is in uh, west central Minnesota, down in that Wilmer, Minnesota area. And uh, so uh, wheat really was not an option uh, for very long after I started farming. Uh, Just the lenders just didn't want it because it did not cash flow. Uh, Rents got too high, basically. Um, And we started, uh, so I started uh, uh, in in that, uh, graduated out of uh, tech school in uh, 1980, And then uh, started farming and then worked my way uh, uh, through, I think I had my auction sale finally in uh, 99, I believe it was. Um, So I saw the uh, advent of Roundup. You know, it was so it was fun to see that technology. As a matter of fact, my last couple of crops were Roundup Ready Beans. Uh, just the first time i ever seen that technology. So it was kind of fun to get involved with that. But at the same time, uh, it, all it took was just a couple of uh, poor years of sugar beet crops, basically, that put me out of business. Um, and we got to the point where, where uh, we had to make a change uh, when just like I said, you get behind the eight ball and then all of a sudden you just can't keep up. I had three years in a row of of beet crops were just a little bit too wet. And uh, so my yields fell below the uh, guarantees on the uh, crop insurance. So I was kind of in that no man's land for three years in a row. So I ended up paying the crop insurance, not getting any money uh, for a a poorer crop and having the poorer crop. So it just kind of gradually just kept sitting
0: backwards a little further and a little further and a little further the the whole time. Kind of like a domino effect. And it's frustrating because so many of these things that you dealt with are similar to what's happening today because they're out of your control. It's got to be frustrating. Right, right. One
1: thing that I think I had going for for myself was I had so many diverse hobbies. Um, I played music on the weekends and stuff. So for four hours, I could get away from everything and not think about the farm. Which I think was a uh, probably a lifesaver. Just was just a way to 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 get away and like I said, not think about it. I could concentrate on just playing music, and uh, uh, so that's what I did. And finally, it it, it's kind of all caught up with me. I remember going through the sleepless nights uh, uh, the last few months, and you know trying to you're 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 grasping at straws, trying to find any little way to get you a a few extra cents here uh, on on this bushel and and try to cut. Uh, corners on, on uh, inputs and, and everything and just at, at some point you just got to throw your hands and say I, I give up yeah. and one, one thing too I think that maybe helped at that point was in that, my little hometown area there I think there were four of us that quit farming at the same time all within the same week um, so we had auction sales day after day after day when we had their, we had our auction sales, mm. but it was, uh, uh, I wasn't alone. I mean, there was a, there, there was misery loves company, I guess it's kind of, can maybe the, the cliche, but we, uh, we were able to talk with each other, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes you're always afraid of, of the neighbor and not being able to talk to him because, well, he'll just come in and move my land. Well, it was the neighbor that was having the same trouble I was. And so we were, you know, and that's the thing too, it wasn't just i considered myself a small farmer down there i was running about 1500 acres the one neighbor that went out of business was running closer to five thousand acres so it was all sizes that were having the same trouble so it was it was kind of a unique unique challenge
0: it's unique that you could kind of share that's i think a frustration or a challenge it's hard when you you don't have anybody to Talk with or communicate some of these. things. Well, exactly,
1: and then and then at the same time, we had uh, uh, they had some mediation services uh, available and stuff, but you just never took advantage of them because it was you had to make the phone call. And yeah. um, my my accountant was probably the one that got the brunt of it. I mean, he he was probably better than a bartender. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know, he listened to the whole thing and stuff, and it was actually his choice. To, he said he said actually he said I maybe would think about trying something different. Um, while you still have something left. And, and that's what we did.
0: You're in a family operation. What kind of dynamics did yeah, that
1: play? Um, uh, I, the day I started farming, I was a junior in high school. I came down from uh, getting ready for Sunday morning church. And I came downstairs and dad says, Are you going to farm after high school or what? And I went, yeah, I suppose. And that was yes. the decision. And he went out and rented more land. So I started farming as a junior in high school. And that was the decision to get into farming. Wow. And so, you know, it was... And that makes a little difference too because there was other things that I did or didn't do. Um, I I was not one of these guys that... I always knew, I always I expected to farm, but it wasn't the passion where that was my only thing like i said i had enough hobbies I, w- the music w- really consumed me and if i could ever figure out a way to play, you know make a living making playing music
0: i probably would yeah
1: you know but that's that's you know water under the bridge at this point
0: it, it's interesting because it, for many people it's hard to to separate the, their farm life from everything else it becomes kind of a silo in all of your, your thinking um I would also think it's hard to think of life after farming for for many people. That's one thing you were able to make that transition.
1: Yeah, and that's the first thing my accountant told me too. He said, there is life after farming and because he had seen it with other farmers and stuff and and we had uh farmers that left the farm and and uh, you know work, went to work for the railroad some were driving trucks so you know some were uh mechanics that was the other thing too i had i had a chance uh when i i had started working radio part-time because of playing the music uh while, while i was still farming and uh, just kind of shore up uh, you make a few dollars here and there on the on the uh, weekends and on the uh, making ends meet and uh, uh, when I made the decision to quit farming, and this is one thing too, when I once I made the decision, the weight was gone. I mean, I was under this immense pressure. Um, like I said, I couldn't sleep at night, uh, wasn't eating, um, all the signs. But once I made the decision, that all went away. It was gone. It was just, it was just this big weight that lifted off my shoulders. Um, I told my wife uh, when uh, when we made the decision, I said I could be a mechanic. I had two different implement dealers wanted me to come and work, because we did all our own mechanic work pretty much on the farm. We, had, uh, we went through the, the you know service inspections and stuff, but we did the repair work. So I had a couple of, I could have been a mechanic. I had my class A CDL, so I could have driven truck. Um, but I said, no, I want to try radio, because uh, I want to have fun. The last thing I want to do after coming through those wet years was lay in the mud fixing somebody else's combine. I mean, that, that, was, my, that was my exact words. I said, I, I just I want to try radio. I think it'll be fun. Obviously, it's worked for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't go to work. I go play radio every day. And, and that's a key right there. If you can find something you have fun with, and I've heard more people say, uh, say it, to, uh, that if you find something you love to do and, and have fun doing it, you'll never work a day in your life. And, and boy, I tell you what, that's exactly right. Do you miss the farming, the being on the farm? I, I do at some points. I, I there's a lot of things I don't miss though. Um, I don't miss the stress. I don't miss the headaches of, of if it's going to rain or not. Um, and besides, I can get my fill now. I, I go back. As a Matter of fact, I take my vacations to go out with my brother with harvest. Right. Uh, with sugar beet harvest. So uh, I get I can go back and run a tractor anytime I want to, and which helps. Well,
0: let's talk about the the resources that that are available to us. Um, I would think it'd be hard for someone to to kind of go through that process and and talk to people and and, and find those resources uh while they may be readily available it's it's uh, making that first call or, or
1: that's exactly it's, it's you know once you once you make the con- the connection or the contact then it's easy but it's taking that step first that's that that's that first scary step into the unknown you don't know um I have to really thank my, my accountant basically on one, on one hand uh, because he was the one that opened me up to it. He said, there, there's help available. You know, t- Talk to these people uh, at the, and, and our, our local churches. Um, and that's who he steered me to is the people in the churches and going, talking to somebody that's been through it. That has that has done it that has made the transition. That's that's key, and these people don't have to have degrees or, or they just need to have the experience. Right. And 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 it's not so much having the expertise. It's it's being able to listen, and and you know, misery
0: loves company. I guess yeah. to commiserate with each other a little bit about it and stuff, and it, it made it a lot easier. So, any other advice that you'd uh, give some of the farmers that are dealing with? farm stress and some of these challenges
1: i would uh, i would you know it, it's scary it definitely is but make the decision you know uh, there's there's a there is life after farming and, and it can be a lot better than being under this weight of stress the uh, this entire growing season or whatever uh, but find something you like to do um there's a we're as farmers we can do and we you know we're we're builders, we're electricians, we're mechanics, we're truck drivers. There's a lot of things that we, we as farmers have a skill set that we can do just about anything and and find one of those that you really like to do. it's fun. you know, and that's the whole key. have, make, have fun with it. make it some, make it something that's fun, and then you'll step away a little easier. It makes that step that just that much easier. So I I discovered there was there is life after farming.
0: A unique story, or maybe not a unique story, but it's, I really appreciate you sharing it with us today. Well, thanks.
1: I, it's the first time really I really had a chance to open up with it, and, and it, uh, it's, it's. if I can help anybody at all, uh, call. You can call here to the network or whatever, and, and I'll, I'm here.
0: I'll be able to listen. Randy Coonan, who made the transition from the farm to the world of farm broadcasting. Again, just a reminder, if you or someone you know would like to talk, there certainly are numerous resources available. And, of course, sometimes it's easier to talk to someone you don't know, and there is free confidential helpline services available. The Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline, it's available 24-7. All calls are answered by trained staff and volunteers. That helpline number, 833 600 833-600-2670. that's 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. Links are also available on the Red River Farm Network website rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation. It's a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. This project is funded by the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, including the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, the North Dakota Corn Council, and Prairie St. John's. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.